0: Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, I'm your host Milton Quintanilla and thank you for joining me on today's episode and if you haven't checked out my previous episode i encourage you to do so i recently interviewed a christian couple where they shared their testimony of their relationship and how god has grown them uh, as not just simply as individuals but as a couple Uh, it's pretty edifying stuff so i encourage you to to check that out and in today's episode we're going to touch on the topic of apologetics all right so some of you may have heard apologetics uh, by face value like myself but perhaps you may not know what apologetics is in detail don't worry i'm going to give that to you right now so in today's episode i'm going to be giving you a definition of apologetics uh what's the main what's the go-to text for apologetics that is found in the bible and three different views on apologetics and of course some tips on how to do it on your own okay so let's begin so what is apologetics apologetics defined simply is making a defense for the faith or in the Greek word apologia and this is not to be confused with the word apology because we are not apologizing for our, apologizing for what we are saying but rather we are addressing our faith to, to either those who are skeptical or against it so in other words if somebody comes for for us as Christians right if somebody comes to you and they show doubt or or, or even opposition to Christianity, that is where we as believers have to make a case for why we believe what we believe, hence apologetics. Now, the most common text used for apologetics is found in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, which says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense for to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is within you, Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Okay, so that's the go-to text for apologetics because here we have the the part of the verse here where it says that we we we, we must always be prepared to make a defense to for, to anyone who asks you for the, to, for the reason for the hope that is within you, and that's very important because as Christians we are to we are to contend for the faith, we are to make a uh uh we are to defend why we, we believe what we believe you know and what this does, doesn't mean that Christians need to be an expert on apologetics even though i even though i think it's a it's an excellent field for one to learn and to get into however at the s- same time you don't have to be a know-it-all in this field you just have to understand what the essentials of the faith the faiths. what you you just have to understand what the essentials of the faith are especially the gospel and just be prepared for whenever the occasion arises whether it's your 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 co-workers your friends even your family members which i know for a lot of people they are usually the only ones who are professing christians in their families and families maybe they're, they're of a different religion or maybe they don't they don't want anything to do, to do with religion mm-hmm. at all and 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 Therefore, they end up facing a lot of hostility. And it, it can be tough. It can definitely be tough. That's why apologetics is so essential because it allows for Christians to cultivate dialogue with, with, with the unbelievers, with the skeptics, with, with, or with the atheists who say that God doesn't, he, there's, no, there, there's no case for, for the existence of God. And, and so therefore, it's definitely important to learn for apologetics. Um, I Think of of also the verse in Jude In verse 3 Where it says that we are to contend for the faith That was once delivered to all the saints So that's very important because The message we are conveying to the world Is not a message that we created on our own It is God's message It is divinely inspired It is a message that has been spread Throughout centuries generations despite opposition despite attempts to shut down the preaching of the gospel but yet the gospel still stands because God is still sovereign he's still in control and his word his gospel the gospel of his son Jesus Christ will continue to be preached and his word will continue to be preached as well and that is why for us as Christians we must make us st- we must make a defense for our faith because we are not doing this for ourselves we're doing this for God therefore it is important to understand the necessity of apologetics and another reason why apologetics is essential is because the church is not equipped in apologetics according to a survey nearly 32% of teenagers said that they left the church because of doubts and questions. Now, this study was initially found in the book Soul Searching the Religious Lives and Spiritual Lives of American Teenagers by Christian Smith and Melinda Lundkist. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the title, I covered it in a previous episode on moral therapeutic de- theism, which is basically a false form of Christianity that is more self-centered than God-centered and this is actually where the study was from and um and let me go going back to the study basically it says that yeah 32% of, of teens they left the church because of doubts and questions and according to the the, the authors of the book the teens told them uh, that it didn't make sense to me anymore regarding the the church some stuff is too far fetched me to is some stuff is too far fetched for me to believe and I think scientifically and there is no real proof in terms of like the existence of, of God. And in a similar study done by, by, by Barna uh, titled You Lost Me? Why Young Christians Are Leaving Church and Rethinking Faith. David Kinnaman reports that 36% of young adults felt like they could not ask Life's most pressing qu- questions in church. Even though the Bible clearly shows how life began, what is life? Wh- who are we? Where we come from? But here, people are like, "Yeah, the, the church can answer this these questions." Uh, as a result, twenty three percent had significant intellectual doubt about Christian teachings. Okay, and both of these studies. Even though I've cited the sources, they're also found in this book. Uh, It's really good. It's titled Finding Truth by Nancy Piercy, which is also where these studies are cited and basically just shows how how unequipped churches are. And sadly, it's no surprise because, uh, as you've heard me many times on this podcast, many churches today lack discernment. Many churches today have compromised biblical truth for a false message. So of course the church is not going to be equipped because they don't really they don't have a a a a a good a message to begin with, meaning a sound message to begin with. They just they just cater to the congregation every week, tell them what you know. They they appeal to their needs every week, tell them what they want to hear, and that's it. But when it comes to like pressing issues such as life, such as suffering, why is there so much sin in the world, sin and suffering in the world? How can I know who I am in life? Ultimately. Why were we created? Some churches today, they're they're just not equipped to answer these type of questions, or even just the fact that the world is in chaos right, chaos mode right now. Uh, a lot of churches are not equipped to answer these questions, or even just function through them. And and sadly, yeah, it just boils down to just a lack of of being equ- equipped in the word. So that's definitely an important. That is that is why it's important to to understand apologetics because when we understand apologetics we are able to address all of these challenges head on because we are first and foremost we are rooted in, in the word of god which helps us understand this world and ourselves as, as sinful creatures in need of christ okay uh apologetics also when i think when it comes to apologetics here's another thing to think about apologetics is tied into evangelism okay because as you know when we evangelize, we are proclaiming the good news, the gospel, as stated in the Grateful Commission, found in Matthew 28, as our public witness to Christ. Now, when it comes to apologetics, it is more, it is not really as much as preaching, but it's really more of like discussion-based. You know, I'm just me sitting down with the other person, uh, where I basically share why I believe what I believe. So, in a sense, it's witnessing. Even though it's not essentially preaching the gospel, but at the same time you can use apologetics as a way to present the gospel to the other person. Therefore, therefore, apologetics it is linked with evangelism. You can you can definitely do them both, okay. And ultimately, apologetics is something that should be done, not for the sake of winning an argument. Right? I think sometimes learning with apologetics and learning with you know, ways on, on how to debate somebody who's of a different religion or, or lack thereof can, can, can make somebody get caught up in, in apologetics to the point where you realize you just, get, you just get into apologetics for the sake of trying to win an argument when in reality it's not about winning an argument but, but rather witnessing to them letting them know what the truth is letting them know who Christ is and that doesn't mean that they'll accept it because hey sometimes that's how it is sometimes where people even though you witness to them they'll they'll'll they'll, they'll try to debunk you or they'll they'll, they'll oppose you right that, incl- that even includes cursing you out saying okay if you I don't want, I want nothing to do with, with God don't talk to me about this like, again but at the same time we are planting a seed in them we are planting, the seed that is the word of god that is the gospel in which god can ultimately use that opportunity to to awaken them and maybe not me may, it may not be in that immediate moment but maybe later on god god will open their eyes and that's definitely and that should definitely be our prayer every time we've come to to witness to somebody to share them about christ is that you know even if they don't listen right now we pray that god will open their eyes later you know and and and, that, and that's done in God's timing all we all we can do is be faithful stewards you know what I'm saying so when it comes to apologetics do it with with the intention of presenting Christ to them as opposed to winning an argument okay it is about honoring God it is about giving him glory it is not about Bringing attention to ourselves, making it seem like, oh, let, make, trying to bring our attention to ourselves and how smart we are, how knowledgeable we are because we know some theological terms and we're able to debate people. No, 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 no. It's about the glory of God and making his message, the gospel, known to a lost world. Amen? All right, so moving forward, I'm going to present to you three types of apologetics that are commonly used in this field. Uh, Number one is classical apologetics. Number two, it is evidential apologetics. And number three, presuppositional apologetics. Okay, so let me break them down for you. So number one, classical apologetics, also known as traditional apologetics, tries to use rational thought as the primary source of making a logical case for God's existence. So in this case, There are different types of arguments used that are built up for God's existence, such as ontological, theological, moral, and cosmological arguments. If there is any type of evidence used, it is done in light of God's argument, not beyond it, as opposed to evidential apologetics, which I will define in a moment. In short, when it comes to classical apologetics, it is a logical argument that is essential in building One's case for God and his existence. Okay? That's classical apologetics. Right? Number two, evidential apologetics, which basically tries to prove the existence of God using tangible evidence. And that type of evidence can range from archaeology, historical documents, Bible prophecies that have been fulfilled, as well as those to come, and and of course a, a very tangible case for for, for for god's existence is miracles right whether it's your testimony of salvation any any type of healing a lot of people will use their testimony as a way to 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 make the case for god to to the unbeliever okay now according to the baker encyclopedia of a christian apologetics this is what uh this book says about a difference between classical and evidential apologetics. And I quote the difference between the classical ap- apologists and the evidentialist on the use of historical evidences is that the classical see the need to first establish that this is the theistic universe the basic argument of the classical apologist is that it makes no sense to speak about the resurrection as an act of god uh, unless as a logical prerequisite it at first it is first established that there is a God who can act. So so going back, so, go, so based on this quote, it, it, it talks about the resurrection here, if you noticed, I just noticed it talks about the resurrection, and evidentialists or evidential apologetics use also the resurrection as a case for, for God, which is which is true because uh, resurrection is definitely a big component of our faith but classical apologists are like no no you don't want to start with the evidence you want to start with a a logical case you got to let that build up first then you then the evidence comes after whereas evidential apologetics are like no no we start with the the evidence first show them something tangible and then people will believe as opposed to just simply just trying to talk them into the building all right uh and then the third one the third point presuppositional apologetics which basically is the position that holds that the bible is the only source in which we can make sense of the world Uh, in other words the biblical worldview is objective to understand reality so any other type of worldview that is apart from the bible cannot make sense therefore it cannot define reality only the bible can do that if anything those other worldviews are dismantled as irrational and, sub- and subjective because only the biblical worldview in is subjective. Okay, uh, and furthermore, as soon as you, when it comes to presuppositional apologetics, as soon as you find a world, uh, flaw in the other worldview, you can prove that a biblical worldview is the foundational to all of life. In other words, you cannot make sense of the, the world without a biblical worldview. So, in, in other words, when it comes to presupp in short, when it comes to presuppositional apologetics. The Bible is the standard in which you define everything else. Otherwise, every, life doesn't make sense. That's it. You start with the word. You end with the word. Nothing more, nothing less. And personally, uh, I feel like, you know, when I was doing this podcast episode, I was learning. This is this a whole learning process for me as well. Uh, I really didn't know much about apologetics apart from the basic definition. I didn't really understand the views of the types of apologetics. And after doing this episode, I recognize I like I feel like I lean more towards the presuppositional one. Not to say that the other ones have no weight, you know, and that they that they can't work. But I do like the presuppositional one because that is, yeah, I do. We, that's the only way we can make sense of the world. It's through the word of God. It's through the word of God we re, re, we recognize we recognize creation. We recognize, you know, the fall the fallenness of man. We recognize how God has sent His Son Jesus Christ to to redeem us, to save us. We recognize how. recognize who the holy spirit is and and his role in our lives the church uh also and so on and so forth and yeah i mean does the bible define every little thing no but at the same time it is found it is the foundation which we make sense of all of life so i would definitely go for the presuppositional position in my opinion but i do think um I think in different I think different cases vary. So at the end of the day you wanna at least have some you you wanna at least go for you wanna at least try try all three of them, the classical, evidential, and presuppositional and what and what and you know, whatever the circumstance is. I think at the end of the day, if you're doing it for the glory of God, if you're if you're trying to lead somebody to Christ, then amen. You know, whatever approach you take, go right ahead. All right? So moving on to uh, a key component when it comes to apologetics is you have to do it with gentleness and respect okay and that's what that's what it says in the latter part of first Peter through 15 right after you make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason who's for the hope I'm sorry after you make a defense to anyone who asks you for reason for hope that is within you you do it with gentleness and respect okay you do it in love okay even if the other person wants to argue with you't don't, don't argue back with them just love them. And saying, "Hey, I'm praying for you," even if they may not listen or may not care, you love you love them. You you tell them the truth. Don't be prideful. Don't act like you're know it all. There's a real sense of humility when it comes to this. And and you know, and same thing goes with the church too. Because I feel like when it comes to apologetics, I feel like nowadays it's twofold not just simply in witnessing to the unbeliever, but even like trying to make the case of God known to the believer. Because I feel like a a lot of Christians today. Uh, at least professing christians right because there are a lot of christians in name only they they don't know they don't really know god they know they know a false version of god they make up a god according to their own devices because the gospel is not being preached the scriptures are so watered down and in turn they don't really know god and this isn't to say that every person is is a fake believer but i do feel like there are a lot of christians who are in, a lot of professing christians i mean who are in danger of uh, of ultimately not being saved because they they don't know god they 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 just have a subjective view of him and when it comes to apologetics you want to be able to to witness to them in a the sense of presenting what true sound doctrine is what the gospel really entails what it means to follow christ you know not 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 something that is self-help self-centered something that that like my, many messages today it's all about you rather than about god you know and, and it's going to take time for people to understand that because a lot of christians a lot of People in church today, they, they 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 go crazy for these type of messages. If you go on YouTube, look up the most popular preachers and their messages. They have millions of views, millions of you know tons of likes. They're huge following on social media and so forth. And and it's not because they're preaching the truth, but it's because they're preaching something that's just so appealing to them. Even though at the end of the day, it's not the gospel. It's not biblical truth, and ultimately, it doesn't save. So I do think it's very important to be able to talk to these people as well, but to do it with gentleness and respect, because not a lot of people are going to understand. This is the this is the view that they've come to realize, and therefore a lot of so therefore and therefore anything in opposition to that worldview, or to that supposed Christian worldview, is false, such as like the prosperity gospel, which is is false, and that's a very common common view. Uh, a very common teaching in the church today that tells you, God, that you can be healthy and wealthy, you can live your best life now, you're your own little guy, can speak into existence, etc., etc. and a lot of people buy into these messages, and yeah, so as soon as you tell them, yeah, the Bible doesn't teach that, people will get mad, trust me, I know, people have gotten mad at me in the past, and I'm sure some people have gotten mad at you in the past as well, whether it's people in the prosperity gospel or some other false movement in the church today, because they're not used to hearing the bible preached in accordance to the bible itself but rather it's preaching in accordance to what people have to say about it which is based on on their feelings and opinions okay so that's very important to know and um yeah at the end of the day when it comes to apologetics like i said earlier you don't have to be an expert in this field but it's definitely something important to get into and the best way to do so is growing the word Really, I mean, when you grow in the word, that is where you have the foundation, kind of like what I just said with presuppositional apologetics you have the foundation you you have you you that is your way to understand life that is your that is your worldview that is where your worldview is is established through the word of God and 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 that's all and that's what we need i mean it uh secondly, I would say try to learn about the other worldview that you you're, you're you're challenging whether it's like atheism whether it's Islam whether it's Buddhism the occult, et etc I think there is a, a sense in which it's good to understand what these what these world views entails but when you understand the word of God first then you're able to debunk them you know it's kind of like with with money right when you understand what a real dollar bill is like you can distinguish that from the counterfeit Okay, same thing with the Word. When you understand true doctrine, when you understand the Word of God, you're able to distinguish that from false doctrines and so forth. So start with the Word of God, all right? It's very important to know. Okay, so I hope this episode was helpful. Listen, I'm no expert in apologetics. So I definitely encourage you to to find different sources on apologetics. But moreover, I hope that this was this was a nice place to start. That concludes today's episode. I hope you were encouraged. Thank you for listening to the 4 Your Soul Podcast. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so as well as YouTube where I upload every episode and clip. And if you you would like to donate to the 4 Your Soul Podcast, you can do so at slash for your soul. And if you would like to leave a five-star review on wherever you get your podcast, such as Apple, please do so. Uh, I would really appreciate it. And until next time, this is the 4 Your Soul Podcast a podcast for your soul.